is um, well, the day that we're recording is Tuesday, October eighteenth. I usually never give the date, but I guess that's just the direction I wanted the show to go in today, subconsciously. And I'm sitting here with DJ Real, whose Nick is, whose Nick is, whose Nick. Oh God, yep, that's there. You we already go. messed that's- it up. You messed it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's over, guys. All right, I had I had DJ Real, and he does music. Go find it online. <laughs> but anyway. hello. Hello, everybody. How's it going? Nick Stargue. That's it. That's my name. Coming coming to you live from San Francisco. Beautiful San Francisco. Ooh, and what is the weather out there today, Nick? Uh, it's about 70 degrees. Uh, we just got over a rainstorm, and it's uh, a light wind coming from the west. The west? I don't know where it's coming from, but it's it's here. And it's uh, it's pretty out. It's pretty. Can I use the word pretty? Yeah, you can use any word you want to. Well, right. Almost any word, or almost any word you want to. All right. How's um, it going? I'm sure it's it's going well. It's going well. Um, sitting here in beautiful dark now, New York. Um, the sun has gone down. The weather is starting to cool off a little bit. Uh, have you seen the 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 recent influx of of warm weather? Because I'm pissed. Is it ha- like, is it happening over there? It's getting warm. It, 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 it was cold like a minute ago, and then it just went right back up to like 78 degrees. Ooh, weird. Very strange. Like, uh, uh, it was very strange. Yeah, it was like a, it was like 62. I had to break out my hoodies, and like I and, and since I'm a more pop punk emo individual, I have to like you know find my long sleeve sweatshirts or my crew sweatshirt so I can wear the right band and shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then the weather said, "Psych, <laughs> we're we're kind of it's going right back up." You guys get uh, fall over there, though, right? You guys get yeah, that we beautiful do. Uh, leaves changing. Nope, we're nope. we're just. <laughs> I mean, not not now. Not we now. Too. I don't know yeah. what happened. For twenty fifteen is the last fall, and now we just have a lot of angry and confused homeless people walking around with sixteen different layers on, and they're hot. They're like, uh, "This isn't supposed to happen. This isn't right." I'm sure it smells wonderful. Oh, the earth smells fantastic. <laughs> but we're not here to talk about the weather or how it smells in New York City. We're here to talk about his, um, Nick's project that he has, which is um, DJ Real. It is probably the most interesting thing. Now, I haven't been doing this musical program for too long, but it's, uh, there, there comes a time at which there's an artist that really sticks out and, is, and, and stands up above all the rest of the bands and stuff that we showcase. Now, the the... the, the Press kit that I was sent had its own um, similarities to different bands. But when I took a listen to your music, I, the first band that really came into my mind was, I don't know if you remember this, but on Polaris? I don't know Polaris. Um, they're, they're, do you remember the show um, The Avengers of Pete and Pete? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. The band that, that, that sang the, um, the theme song for that. Oh, well, I thought they might be giants. It wasn't they might be giants? It was not They Might Be oh. Giants, but that was another band that, that came to my mind when I listened to the rest of your album that came out, um, They Say Yes, that came out September 2023. And I love they, they, they Might Be Giants. And like that whole like n- obscure 90s alternative, I don't want to say weird pop. Right. But like that, the, 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 it's different. Yeah, sure. I mean, that's what they, they might be giants and, and, and players were able to, to, to convey when they were able to throw out their shit. Ooh, I'll have to check these guys out. Polaris. Oh, yeah. They're from Connecticut, too. Interesting. 
Yeah, and, and then it was weird. Like a few years ago, I want to say like two or three, um, BuzzFeed was like, hey, did you know that these guys are going to go on tour? The, they only came out with one album, and it was pretty much exclusively for The Avengers of Pete and Pete. Huh. And they did it, and <laughs> the BuzzFeed kind of like helped them get the word out, and everyone was like, oh my god, nostalgia, and they went on tour. I mean, I listened to, to the album, and I was like, this is actually really fucking fun. Wow. Yeah, I gotta. That's it's on my list now. It's on my Spotify list. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this out. I actually did a show uh, with Danny Tamborelli. Tamborelli, is Ooh, that really? You know that guy from? Uh, oh yeah. Well, not sadly, not not personally as much as I would love to. Uh, he is. Uh, I guess he's also in a band, um, but he does like sketch, like sketch comedy. And so I in San Francisco, I do. Um, you know the the comedy circuit here, and the San Francisco Sketch Fest had Danny uh, Danny's group like two years ago, and I had just bashed my nose on a like a two by four by accident, like jumping onto a stage, and I didn't see this like piece of wood was there, and then had to go do another show, and he was on that show backstage, and he was like looking at me with my nose bleeding, <laughs> and he was like, he's like, uh, bro, you all right? <laughs> <laughs> so he's a compassionate dude so if there's any questions uh very nice guy that's uh, that's very relieving to hear because <laughs> i mean you you look at a lot of these these like old celebrities that that you know they're on tv and then like you learn that they kind of took, took like a like an asshole charlie sheen kind of move and it's just like hey man you're funny and it's just like you're beneath me and it's like oh oh all right 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 and then they get on stage and like hey i'm funny and everyone's like oh my god i love him yeah, I think um, there's certain celebrities that it's yeah, it's really nice um, to see that they're like humble and just like normal people who like doing cool stuff. Absolutely. You know, um, yeah, I'm into I'm into uh, like I, I opened for Devo like five years ago now and I got to hang out with those, those guys backstage and those guys, again, like j- just like Danny were just like super just down to earth nice like they were like cool like uncles you know it's like hanging out with these cool i mean they've just they've done so many amazing things but they are like hey want to have dinner with us want to come come eat at our table and they could have been jerks they could have been like no you know go go sit over there and we'll have our crew over here but they were super nice had great stories yeah that's very very cool to hear yeah i mean i i would imagine that it kind of goes along with the amount of with the um, the audience that kind of goes out to their shows you know oh, yeah like, yeah. Like you can go out to like a hardcore punk show and like there are other individuals that are like straight edge, I'll kill you. And then it's like, hey, man, do you want to like run out to the store? And they're like, no, I'll kill you on the way to the store. It's like, oh, oh, my, 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 like my, 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 punk and hardcore community well i mean i grew up uh i'm a 90s kid um who you know well i don't know if that's i, I was in high school in the 90s so um in on the east coast so you know I had bands like hate breed and earth crisis and um oh god what what was that one that zach de la Rocha was in um Oh, I should know this. Inside oh. something or against me? Not against me. Uh, anyway, I, I I listened to this stuff, but I wasn't like in. You know, I didn't dress like it. You know, <laughs> so, so you were like a closet hardcore kid. Oh, yeah. so I can still talk. So I, we can still still talk, talk shit on them. That seems good. Yeah, yeah. I liked all sorts of stuff. Um, 
just because uh, I don't know. I think I think you should try to like listen to a bunch of different stuff because there's so much music out there. Um, I did box myself in like when I was in college to j- just listening to jazz, and I was like, I, all all other music sucks. I'm just gonna listen to jazz and classical music, and it was so pretentious. <laughs> it's it's uh. I mean, like it's it's beautiful music. There's there's nothing wrong with jazz and classical. Music. No, but if you dis if you disregard like if you you know everything else is trash, um, you're missing out on some really amazing stuff. And um, it took me it took me a few years to stop being an asshole. <laughs> so, so, so you were actually the kid that was like you're beneath me and not like like Dan Tamarelli or, or like Devo. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, I was I would never be that much of a jerk about it, but it just I. <sighs> Even stuff that I had listened to and was like a huge fan of, um, I would kind of poo-poo on, you know, like uh, at that point it was just, you know, Pat Metheny and John McLaughlin and um, Chaco, like just listening to that stuff over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, good times. Good times. Great time. Times had my own. Yeah. Different at the show and i'm going to put this puppy back on the rails each week for my guests i ask them how their past um day weeks months years were and um so i'm going to extend that question to you dj um what is well has has been your past few few whenever past few whenever uh yeah i guess so i've been working on this album primarily the last couple years um and it took about I think it's been like eight years since the last album, which is a long time. Uh, and it's gone through a bunch of different phases. Um, and yeah, I'm super happy with, with how things came out. Cause at, at one point they just all sounded like glorified demos and, you know, I'm recording everything in my room. So it's, um, I'm kind of limited by the, by my room. <laughs> uh, but there's a lot of really amazing things you could do with, um, you know, computers these days exactly yeah absolutely. uh but yeah um so, so yeah last couple of years kind of working on that i do the comedy circuit um so my album doesn't really reflect my live show which is weird <laughs> um well, yeah it's because uh, a live show i incorporate a lot of i have a lot of midi stuff hooked up um so i'll trigger samples like voices talking to me or um i have one bit where i play an electronic wind instrument which is like um and it's called the iwi it's basically like electronic saxophone um it's okay so the live act is like very physical um visual and uh plays with technology and and music um but the the album is more like full songs you know, uh, as opposed to just little bits, uh, which is kind of hard to capture, um, the live show in an audio format, but anyway, that's what I've been up to. How about you? (laughs) Oh, well, I mean, I've been living in my skin and and surviving and stuff like that, but this show isn't about me. And typically the way that we, and not to tell you how to answer your own questions. Sure. Sure. I, I, I always love to, to get to know the, um, actual artists behind stuff on more of like a personal level. Okay. So, like, instead of your, because we'll have we'll have plenty of time for your music endeavors and your comedic stylings, sir. 
But as of right, right now, like, what's more stuff that, that, like, you're interested in? Like, like what have you been doing on, like, have you been, like, kayaking or, like, oh. kicking puffs? On the lines of that that you've been participating in. Oh, man. Uh, it's really, it's a real tough one because, because I have been so focused on the album stuff. So a lot of my free time is that. I mean, I, I have a day gig that I, I do audio and sound design and composing. Um, so I'm in front of a computer a lot. But uh, what have I been into? I mean, virtual reality. I've been getting into that. Um, oh, that's a new new thing that's been taken off, like <laughs> like gangbusters, like like gangbusters. You know, it's, it's uh, yeah. I, I think I, I was trying to get into it. Like I've been I've been working on it for the last couple of years. Um, I got the first Oculus Rift when it came out, and the second one. Um, wow. The 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 dev versions of them, but um. No, oh, yeah. I just didn't know how to code or program or anything so uh i have a virtual reality partner who's like kind of working with me to make uh 360 videos um that are these very weird experiences like um we have like an alien family opening up uh a birthday present for their kid and there's like a little human inside who's like freaking out um i can send you a link to that if you want to check it out uh oh my god absolutely yes please uh (laughs) And yeah, right now working on a, a live show that incorporates like virtual reality and comedy. Um, and wow. uh, I don't know how to describe the show, but um, like one of the bits is like a karaoke bit where the the person in the headset is sees a screen that shows all the words for the karaoke song and they can hear themselves and they have a microphone and then another audience member can uh, manipulate the pitch of the person singing. So basically you're like messing with a person on stage um, in real time while the audience can like laugh along. <laughs> um, so like, you know, they can make, make true. them slightly off key or like slow the song down or uh, yeah. Mess with the words, you know? Yeah. So that's, that's uh that's the kind of show I'm trying to put together. So that's like my personal time is 99% of the time spent um if I'm not spending it with my girlfriend, it's like making, tr- working on something, um, you know, staying productive. yeah, staying productive. I don't know. It just keeps, keeps my brain going. Um, and I shift a lot between projects. So my interests are always, you know, if it's not working on a video game or something, you know, a short film or, uh, hmm. I don't know. Um, no, it's, it's, it's yeah. always fun. I mean, I mean, like it's, it's always about keeping the mind st- stimulated when it comes to like you know different work. Um, I, I currently work for a very high, up, very very busy individual, which I'll actually you know. Like, are you able to see the chat currently? Because I try and keep this name oh. as far away at, from the podcast as possible. Okay. And you may know this person. I misspelled it, but I don't know I, who that is, but. Oh, okay. Well, they're a very busy person, okay. and they're on they're on a video streaming platform. Check them out. Oh, that. Oh, okay, I just looked them up. Yes, I actually only just found out about this person like last week. Yeah, okay. and they're probably one of the busiest people that I know, and it's crazy. I'm not, I do stuff. Right. I can get into it later. But anyway, it's 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 always good because like the mentality that that individual has is always like you know, like get work done. There's always more work to be done. Yeah. And just from the stuff that they produce, it's like, 
it, it has a lasting effect. And, and of course, like, you know, individuals like, like ourselves that, and like, you know, have different projects. You have your musical project. I have the website. I have some other personal ventures that I'm jumping into that just occupy a lot of time. And it's just a matter of just get shit done. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, especially today, people expect you to be, you know, as a comedian, especially like not only are you supposed to be you know, funny. <laughs> yeah, you, you have to be able to like write your own material, uh, make have a web presence, have a Twitter feed, have a funny Instagram feed, uh, you know, ha- and keep up with all of those things. It's like a full time job, and then book yourself until you get a, a manager or a you know an agent of some sort. Um, and even then, you're still like you know kind of booking yourself. Um, yeah, basically, yeah. and I think it's funny because. Unlike any other different um, entertainment sector, I think that one's a little bit more grueling because when you think of a funny individual or just because it's like a funny is just more of like a personality trait. Right. Like there aren't like a lot of individuals that like, you know, there's a walk around their house with an acoustic guitar and they'll just be like, oh, you know, I'm just playing a song casually. That's not pursuing it. Right. Right. For, for, for comedians, it's like. That's your. That's literally you. You're. You are funny to the eye of the public, and if you're not up to that par, then it's like, well, what are you doing? So uh, I, I can see how that can easily be a yeah, and I, I kind of kind of task. When you could when you see people online um, doing kind of everything themselves, it's uh, it's inspiring, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Absolutely, because shit can get wild real fast, especially when it comes to. Booking your own shows, like like you had said, stuff like that. Yeah, the DIY culture of it all. Yeah, uh, and it you know moving out to to San Francisco, especially. I mean, this is such a. I mean, there's you know startups everywhere, and mm-hmm. um, it makes you want to <laughs> come up with like a cool idea. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, but actually pursuing and getting that idea completed is uh, another thing, but. Um, it's not for lack of trying. It's, it's, it's just like, there's so much. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was just talking to my friend recently about how we have to come to terms with the fact that there's so much content out there that you're just not gonna be able to see everything or hear everything. That's good. It's just like, I have this driving need to just consume. (laughs) I just, uh, like, you know, amazing TV show, like uh, Westworld just came out. Uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not. Oh, uh, yeah, on HBO. No, I haven't. Yeah. It's on a list. And it's just, yeah, exactly. It's like, it's on a list. It's like, the, and that list is just going to keep getting longer and longer and longer. And uh, I have this thing in me that's like, I got to, uh, maybe it'll inspire something. I got to watch it or listen to it or whatever. Um, but I have to come to terms with the fact that it's like, not necessary. Like it's, I'm not going to die if I don't watch this thing or listen to this thing. Um, anyway. Yeah. And, and my, my first thought was going to be like, boy, how depressing is that? Fact? <laughs> that like, like we're just not going to be able to find all the great content in the world. Right. But I mean, like it's, it's, I guess it's, it's kind of like, you know, that's just life. And that like you're, you may not know it, but you might be that individual that other people would be like, I'm glad that I didn't miss this. Like at the time, like the one thing that I kind of wanted to touch on before we get into to your interview was that you brought up the the VR yeah. and and how like all of this shit is so new, like very new, right. and like there's 
huge market for it. There's not a lot of people developing it. I follow The Verge, um, and I listen to it, and, and maybe like every other episode, they're, they're talking about um, VR and the progression of it, or yeah. they, they were at a place. And just the sheer fact that despite there not being a huge demand or, or a huge interest in VR just yet, you're already planning a whole comedic routine around it. Right. That's something that like an individual would just like when it blows up, someone's gonna look over it and say, like, holy shit, this is fucking hysterical. This is like a brand new thing. Like even in its very in its infancy, it's still gonna be something that other people are gonna say, like, whoa, I'm I'm glad I didn't miss this. Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> I mean that would be cool. Have you had a chance to to check out VR at all? I have not personally no. Okay. Um I know that there was the Samsung came out with their stuff. Yeah. Um, I remember a few years ago, maybe like two or three, Google came out with their um, their Google cardboard box. I think, right? Yep, yep. And, and there's been it's it's been it's been out there, and it's been so interesting. But I haven't had the time to. I, I guess I haven't like marked the time for myself to go right. and like make it a point to go and check it out. But yeah. it's so interesting to even hear about it because it's a whole new media. Yeah, and I think everyone is kind of scrambling to figure out what what looks how to make things look the best on it. You know, given the limitations and like video, for example, is so crappy now. Like, uh, it's really hard to get high resolution and make it look good. And they're working on like technologies where you can. I mean, because right now you're just sitting. Basically, you can only turn your head left and right and look up and down in this video. But they're working on this camera that lets you move forward and backwards in the video like imagine that like you're basically in another place um absolutely and once they can nail that down uh and make it look better uh i think there's a lot of lot more possibilities but right now it's like just not good enough video wise for consumers to really latch on to like it's a it's a it's a novelty um as far as as videos video goes but and it's so, so funny. I remember seeing a video that had a um, a VR of a Sonic game, and it looked like it came out of like this hell pit of a meme <laughs> of like Sonic the Hedgehog, and like it's just like these like very like lo-fi graphics. And I'm like, oh, and then I realized, oh shit, it's all going to pretty much be like this for a good bulk of the for for a while. It's going right. to be at this level for a while until technology progresses. Right. I mean like what 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 do you think though um this is going to contribute as far as entertainment goes? Ah oh, man, that's that's a real tough one. I mean, uh I mean there's already like speaking of video again like streaming video at concerts and stuff. Um so you could like mm-hmm. feel like you're actually at a show that you couldn't afford the ticket to. Um, there's like six VR headset though. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's a couple applications out now for actually creating music. Um, I downloaded one for the HTC Vive. That's pretty neat. I can't remember the name of it, but um, it's essentially a virtual space where you can you have a sequencer, uh, you have uh, a drums, a virtual you know mi- uh, MIDI drum set, and you can Im- import your own samples into it and arrange it like in the virtual space so um i think there's a lot of possibilities with that uh i think that's really neat like so so like you're composing but uh, but as if you have like an actual can a a virtual canvas in front of you exactly yeah uh and they have keyboards like vibraphones um 
you know, things like guitar and bass may be a little trickier to try to get into that space. But um, I think yeah. I think that, you know, and then if you could have another person in that virtual space with you creating music and you could see them. Um, I know people can record with each other online and like Skype or whatever, but uh, I think that could be another level of entertainment. Like imagine if you could get to jam with, you know, your favorite musician for like an hour and you could potentially in this virtual space. Uh, oh, that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah. But, but like that, that, that's a possibility. Yeah, exactly. Um, and you could see them moving around and the, uh, dance with them. I don't know. <laughs> you know, you get like David Byrne in a room and like dance with David Byrne, you know, that'd be so cool. <laughs> that's true. I mean, I'm, I'm an idiot. And my first thought was like, yo, I could like have a cipher with Tupac. Like that was my mind. I mean, like black before I'm anything else. So (laughs) sure. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of possibilities and things that people haven't even, uh, you know, obviously even thought of yet, but uh, I'm excited to see where it goes for sure. And I got to stop saying for sure. I keep saying that. (laughs) Oh, please God. If I could write down all the words that I say too much. (laughs) So anyway, so, it's 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 gonna be a it's kind of like anything else. It's a new front frontier, and just to see the, the progression of it. Yeah. Like, I, I I was born in in ninety two, so like I was like a child, and like I I was able to see like certain things first develop and then come to to fruition, and then like become like this this whole like explosion, like yeah. kind of like the internet. Like like I was able to see the internet go from like we were talking about before with like like you know the old modems that you had to sit there and wait for the pixels to literally like swim through. And now we have, I'm, I'm using wireless headphones. And yep. my, my iPhone is an iPhone. Right. It, it, it's wild. Shit is wild. Yeah. We take it for granted. It's pretty crazy when you think the iPhone only, I think it was like seven years ago. Now the iPhone came out and it's, it's so crazy to think about just even phones before that. Um, sorry, hold on one second. I'm I apologize. I just got, uh, uh, an urgent text message. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Um, actually, you know what? You take a second to answer that text, but I'm going to talk to the audience. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hey audience. Are you listening? I hope you are. We're about a half an hour in. So if you're not listening, why do you have this on? But anyway, we're still looking for some sponsorships. If you know anybody that would like to plug a brand or work alongside of us for a project or something along the lines of that, then we'd love to hear from you. Send me an email. It's going to be ollie at babetalk.tv. Recently on the website, we have a beautiful photo showcase of a festival down in um, South Jersey. It was called the Pinelands Music Festival. It featured a lot of great bands like Local Heroes, Pines, Your Persona. We had Hawthorne Heights roll through the Dirty Jersey also had um, Hidden in Plain View, 68 played. It was an amazing showcase of bands. We also had um, Ishii on the podcast, which just went up on yesterday, which was the 16th. Um, I also shot that and have a photo showcase up there. Um, I don't know how many other shows I'll be shooting, so make sure you go and see that before I put away my camera for good, because I'm a world-famous photographer. And... um, we also have some more artists coming on the podcast within the next few weeks. Um, it's all scheduled, and it's looking great and fantastic. And um, I think that's kind of all the news that, that we have going on at the Bait Talk camp right, right now. So, yeah, if you want to get involved, if you want to be on the show, 
Send me an email, Ali at BabeTalk.tv. If you want to work on a project together that involves money, Ali at BabeTalk.tv. If you want to tell me that I look good, Ali at BabeTalk.tv. Ali, you look good. Thank you so much, DJ. <laughs> that was a great plug, by the way. Great plug. Thank you. I, I, I tried. I, I tried. <laughs> you got to do the thing that uh, Comedy Bang Bang does where they have the plug songs. Oh, if, I, if only I was that talented. If I, if I was that talented to make songs, psh, I wouldn't be talking to anybody. I'd be talking about my own music. Oh, you don't do you don't do music yourself, huh? Nowhere near talented enough. Ah, well. Ah, there's no. You know, you have to learn your place in life. My calling is to use my beautiful voice to talk to other people about their musical endeavors and not pick up a guitar or any other instrument and sing. All right, I like I like your attitude about that. <laughs> Thank you very much. And I would like to learn your attitude about your music through this interview that's coming up. All right. All right. So sitting here with DJ Real is the stage name. Um, they Say Yes just came out September 23rd. Um, like I described before, for, for listeners of the podcast, I really don't know if you guys are kind of into the um, into the, the music that I kind of grew up listening to. Um with they might be giants. Um, there, there are. Uh, I, I kind of wish I had had like a, a longer list of bands that were sound along the lines of that. I mean, I think um, Frank Zappa was another one that was inside of the um, press kit that that went out there. Um, since that was sent over to me. But how would you describe your music for starters? Because it is definitely different from what we typically showcase on our on our show. Uh yeah. I mean, uh, every single song is like a different genre. So I kind of. When I write, I like start with a riff or something, and then the song kind of evolves from there. And so every song becomes a different little, I don't know, uh, kind of little taste in a buffet or some some sort. Um, <laughs> it's a really horrible way to describe it, but um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm fans of I I think uh, yeah, like Frank Frank Zappa and and Ween and. Um, I had a person tell me just recently that the album kind of fills the ween void because they haven't come out with an album in a number of years. Um, so that was nice to hear. Uh, yeah, and I actually just went to go see them recently. But anyway, um, yeah, I think I think that's a good description. Um, what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your music? Yeah, a doofy. It's doofy. Emphasis on the doof. Uh, it doesn't take itself too seriously, um, but the music, the musical aspect, I, the lyrics don't take themselves seriously. The music itself, I do. Does that make sense? Um, I, I follow this. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you know, a weirdo ben- bedroom musician making uh, weird rap songs and weird electronic songs and. Um, a lot of times I try to emulate a band and it just ends up sounding like something completely different. <laughs> like I tried to make an ABBA song for on my second album and it just sounds like, I don't even know how to describe it. Um, so that'll, you know, uh, I have a tribute to faith no more on the album. Um, okay. but it doesn't sound like it, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's, yeah, it's kind of all over the place, I guess. It's, it's a good way. A, do, a doofy exploration of um, over, over, all over the placeness. Well, I, I think 
I'm going to do something I haven't done on the show show before, and I think we're going to showcase two songs, if you don't mind. Oh, sure. So we, so as we were discussing earlier, that that what song you were going to share with us. So we're going to have "Don't Dance on My My Baby." I think we're going to play that later. And you did send send me 400 um, pound boobs. Um, you had a video out for push-ups, which is the first song that I listened to. Ah. But without an introduction, I think that we're definitely going to play 400 pound boobs just so that we're able to be introduced to you because it was it, it, it was new to me okay and the site that, that that we have on here it's mostly focuses on like metalcore pop punk bands and stuff along the lines of that and i absolutely loved what i heard when i listened to it so i think well let's let, let's give them a taste <laughs> and then it'll make a little bit more sense going into to the interview as to who you are and and what your music's about what you know the how, how how comedy fits into all this. Sounds so, good. We're gonna we're gonna quickly throw it audible. We're gonna play um four hundred pound boobs off of Dale Say Yes that recently just came out and um we'll jump into the interview right after that. Sounds good. pound boobs what a tune what a great tune i'll tell you what had a great two minutes in <laughs> yeah that's the other thing all my songs are so short which is what which it kind of makes sense i mean the album is is like it's longer with like you know 15 songs and like the other releases in which you did have there were like upwards of like what like 20 songs 27 songs sometimes yeah yeah uh, yes, yeah, so this is a shorter album, but the this, the length of the songs on this album are longer than my previous albums. So that's 
That's something. Yeah, and 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 I think and in my I, I did like dive a little bit like into to the older stuff. It does seem a little bit more constructed hmm. mm-hmm. than the other songs because the other songs you were saying like of you know they were like quicker. They were. Um, a, a, I think that that when you have an album that is able to find a place because because now i now find myself reviewing all the music at once i think like, like, like when you have an album that you take so so long on and it's kind of like a rap because like you've been doing this since like 2000 and you said like this particular album that that you've been um putting together has been you said eight years i believe yeah yep so so now we're we're seeing like more of a like like a release release it's like, more like honed yeah yeah, it's 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 more it's more honed in exactly. Yeah, I think uh, the the previous albums were almost like sketches of songs. You know, like yeah. these are ideas, uh, weird ideas that I have, and I just want to. And I and I tracked all of the last. Al- I have four other albums. All of those are tracked on like a sixteen track Roland digital recorder. So there was no computers involved. Um, so this one actually, yeah. So I was able to actually get in, taught myself how to use logic and pro tools and, um, kind of understand that those formats better. And so these songs, I feel like sound more produced. It doesn't necessarily make them better, but I like, I like that sound. (laughs) Um, yeah. And I mean, I mean, yeah, that, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and and I think you can you could try a lot more things with with the computer that you necessarily can't necessarily do with um, the format I was doing before. So um, I think that definitely adds to the conciseness of how things sound for this one. Yeah, it's 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 progression, and and, and it's and it gives you a little bit more creative freedom to do what you want to do when you have a new you know outlet to. Yeah. Yes. Um, and you were you were saying so, uh, oh go ahead so so we're look let's let's dive into you as an artist like in general i mean like you you were saying that that you kind of grew up with all different types of, of genres being presented in front of you from your hardcore to your jazz to your you know i'm, I'm since you were you were a child of the 90s in high school i'm sure there was like some some weezer that kind of like you know like fit in there and like that kind of like that alt rock sound yeah where what where did it start to click for you that you were a musician of sorts instead of just like a, a, a connoisseur of music himself. Uh, well, I started playing music when I, my dad's a musician. So I grew up listening to like Led Zeppelin and journey, you know, like classic rock stuff. Um, and I think I got some of that from him. Um, so when I was like in, in high school, like 15, 16, I was I started playing bass and teaching myself primus riffs um and uh you know i i i tried really really hard to play that stuff it's so hard um uh so i don't know i would say around that age i started kind of forming my musical voice a little little bit and then uh i was in a progressive rock band so we played stuff like king crimson and um frank zappa and uh mahavishnu orchestra and we took ourselves way too seriously (laughs) um and you know, I think I, I think once I was in that band, and we had a horrible name. It was it was Karma, real bad name for a band, <laughs> a real bad name. If you want to turn off a, a crowd, uh, just say the name of your band. Uh, 
And so <laughs> that that band, uh, I learned a lot in that band, and I think that's when I really started to kind of things started to formulate for me. Um, and but I, as I, I was mentioning before, like I kind of got into this phase where like only you know certain types of music were were the types of music that I start to um appreciate more uh it wasn't until i stopped being in that band i think that i started to open up and be like oh yeah some of this 80s music is actually pretty good or some of this um mo even modern music you know I, I was really turned off by a lot of of modern stuff back then this was like late 90s early 2000 um and was like oh only jazz is good or only like frank zapp is good or whoever um which is just a real closed off way to be and um, so yeah, like growing up, uh, my first concert was Cypress Hill. Do you know, do you know the band Cypress Hill? Oh my God. Cypress Hill. <laughs> the yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm actually an eighties kid. I grew up, I, I was born in 1980. So, uh, Oh my God. One of the songs I, <laughs> on the out, uh, I, I just had to go on. I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. So I, I, I actually have a, a tribute to Cypress Hill, on, on this album um the newest one but uh yeah uh so uh, you know i was like you know 10 or 11 when for cypress hill's first album came out and i got really into the black sunday album and so that was i think one of the first musical groups that i really latched onto, and i was like oh yeah i, I like i like music <laughs> um <laughs> And then, uh, you know, I got into Rage Against the Machine, kind of branched off from that. I was, like, only into hip-hop for a while. And then I that kind of got me into, you know, other bands, um, the Rage Against the Machine, uh, Tool, and Primus. And and then from Primus, that kind of veered out into kind of the weirder bands. Like, I got into the band The Residents. I don't know if you know that band or not, but, um, <clears throat> yeah, they're, they're pretty great. And then, then from there, kind of vent, veered off into weird stuff like Frank Zappa and and uh and Ween and uh yeah that's kind of that's kind of how things musically morphed in my my up upbringing uh, and then so yeah. now we also have 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 the very heavy themes of of comedy mm. that that's also intertwined with your music as well right um I mean it's 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 casual I I, I say heavy but like you said before, you know, you you write your music and you don't take it too seriously, but you produce like, like you know, high quality shit. Where, where, where did the comedic aspect well, also click in your life? Since it's, you're also, you're also a stand up comedian or you're also a comedian that, that performs alongside with the music as well. Like where, where did that kick in? Yeah. I mean, I never consider myself actually funny. <laughs> um, I just, I just, I liked making stupid, weird stuff. And then, when I moved to San Francisco back in like the mid two thousands, um, somebody saw me doing my act and I, I had never done a comedy show ever. And somebody saw me do my act and they said, um, you should try that at a comedy show. I think it would work. And they, they had me incorporated me as part of this like uh, weekly show. Um, and I started performing in comedy, the comedy circle, um, and for a long time, I, I didn't really consider myself really part of it. Does that make any sense? Like, I felt kind of like an outcast. Um, not not because they made me feel that way, but just because I felt like I'm not a comedian. I don't do jokes. I don't really, really belong here. But this is where my music kind of works. Um, 
Yeah. And, uh, and I think I, and I got to see a lot of really amazing acts, um, pass through and move to New York and LA over the years. Um, and learned a lot from watching them and learned a lot, what not to do from watching other people. (laughs) Um, and started to develop, yeah. Started to develop my voice, uh, which has is always changing. Um, and yeah, as far as comedy goes, I I think um, I just got really inspired by a lot of people here, and that was the direction I ended up. I could have, you know, I could have gone and just done a band or or whatever, but I think um, this 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 particular act was like the best yeah this was the the best way to kind of go about what i wanted to do um and i also do a a comedic duo with this other guy this guy jordan davis um and kind of poke fun at the radio um and do every song is like a different uh radio station and different genre um and yeah but yeah this is uh the the albums themselves are there are some funny there's some funny moments on them but they don't they're not like jokes you know um and it's the same thing with my act i do have jokes in my act too but um i don't yeah i i I, i've never gone out and just done a straight stand-up set and just done jokes that sounds terrifying to me (laughs) (laughs) but i mean like it, it, it works for you to convey what you want out there yeah this this medium yeah this this works the best for what i want to do yeah there's just so much you can do with it and um uh and i love comedy you know i've always been a big fan of like steve martin and um mm. just uh, the the early bill cosby stuff and i know it's That's i know right. it's it's hard to talk about bill cosby now but you know what's funny there, there are funny. a few like iconic jokes yeah yeah Richard Pryor and you know Gene yeah. Gene Wilder and yeah so and that and those are old heads too like like a lot of those like like are like I don't want to say pioneers but like it, I think at at a time in which oh we we if I finally had film becoming syndicate and like a lot of these comedians had their like you know like Richard Pryor with the Sunset and and Bill Cosby with I forget whatever um, special he had. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it was like sitting in a chair and stuff. Yeah, like Bill Cosby like himself. Yeah, yeah, uh, himself with Steve, Steve Martin. I don't think he put out a. Oh, I don't think he put out a movie, but he had his record, the, the iconic record with. Um, I don't know the name of it either. Yeah. But I, but it's it's like it's like like those iconic moments in those careers in which comedy started to become popular and very public. Right. Yeah. Like it, it became more more accessible as well. Yeah, I think this is really interesting. I was talking to someone about this recently, how a comedian's trajectory, what, at least what people think of it as, is, you know, you, you do your stage time, you get bigger and bigger and bigger until finally you get your sitcom and then you've made it, you know? <laughs> um, and yeah. I, it's like not... And that's how it was in the 80s and that's how it was... Uh, yeah. oh. But it doesn't really happen that way anymore. Um, but yeah, those guys, like Steve Martin, you know, he started off as... Uh, just an all-around performer. He he could juggle. He could tell jokes, uh, play banjo, and he performed since he was like fifteen. And and then he ventured from doing just his routines in comedy to being a straight-up movie star. You know, um, which again doesn't happen very often. 
No, not not as much anymore. And and, and it's it's funny because it I, I look at let's say Kevin Hart. Sure. And it's kind of like like the same way that Richard Pryor used to do like back in the day. Like they said, oh, you're a, you're a funny black nigga. We're gonna give you like what seven movies, and then you get like two stand-up specials, and there you go, you made it. Right. Right. And, and and like you and you look back, it's like I don't I don't think that that's the same way that that you would be able to, to gauge success for a comedian anymore. And mind you, this isn't a sector that I'm really part of. I'm more music, but right. I mean, like it's it's always been something I've been interested in. Yeah. And it's like it, I don't know if that's as much the case. Anymore. Yeah, I don't know. It's so hard to tell what what success is now because, uh, you know, you could be a YouTube star, and uh-huh. I don't know. You know, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, you know, guys, guys like PewDiePie. You know, it's like people think they're that he's funny, but he and, and he's charismatic, but you know, he's so successful, and it's so idiotic to me uh, what he does. <laughs> you know, and I, I can only imagine how frustrating. I mean, I remember that that you had brought up social media before, right? And now you do have like these like YouTubers, Vine, Vine stars, right? God. Right. Yeah, uh, and they're like getting sponsored, and you know, there's little sponsors in their in their their videos and stuff. They're making money. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's crazy how much money these guys are making, and. You know, I res- I respect it. It's like you know, you figured out a you figured out a way to you know make some money. That's great, congratulations. But um, I don't necessarily respect what they do. And it's the 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 thing that like freaks me out is that there's million you know there are millions of subscribers. If those are real people, I don't know how many of those are bots. But oh, you know, oh, <laughs> from, from from the person that I shared with you, I, I I'm now starting to see like the the actual business sector of YouTube. And I'm like, right. That's, that's pretty accurate. Yeah. So, but the people that are watching, I just worry that they, because there's so much content like that. Um, there's almost like a, a, a style, like a com- comedy style on YouTube, like a YouTube comedian style. And I worry that people are going to see that and then be like, Oh, that's what funny is. And then start to form their, you know, their personality based on this weird, uh, I don't even know how to, I can't can't even put into words what it is, but it's like this fake, it's like this fake, happy, weird, uh, I I can't articulate it. Yeah. Persona. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so funny that you brought this point because I was thinking this the other day, I was, I was on Reddit going through, um. Hold on one second. Excuse me. Totally didn't call. I, I was going through um, Reddit and they were complaining about like, oh, all these YouTubers are using like these 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 clickbaity kind of kind of titles now. And I, I stepped away the computer because I'm like, there's no need for me to say anything. But I was thinking like, you brought this on yourself, so society. Like, sure. You 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 realize kind of like like what content you're going to want to want to find your stuff at and it kind of goes to the same way with these like impressionable kids that are around like what like six or seven years old that are starting to develop a per personality i mean right. shit when i was a kid like i used to emulate tommy pickles and tj detweiler off of recess right right Probably why i trespass everywhere and I just <laughs> smile at everybody and say oh i'm cute and they're like no that's a felony yeah but i mean like 
ahead and they're going to see all the rest of these other personalities and they're going to say like, hey, this is how, this is what people like. This is what they act like. This is what brings them friends or is what gets them attention. Right. Yeah. And right. It's, it's like, you're, you're doing this to, to yourselves. You're, you're, you're enjoying the content and you know, you like, like it so much. There you go. This is how you live now. Well, yeah, everybody like wants to have their own reality show or something. It's like, that's what, that's kind of what YouTube can, has become for some people. It's like this. The YouTube, Snapchat, Vine. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, yeah, uh, I don't remember how we got into this topic, but um, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) I think the original question was like, how did I like what you know? How did I get into the comedy world? Uh, Oh, true, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. So, so, so so we've gone over like how um, you got first got into music. We went over how you kind of got into comedy. Yeah. when 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 the two collided and and you started to kind of like you know get on this creative riff, where when when did it start to like gel together and and blend into something that you had enjoyed? Uh, I think in a live setting, um, it wasn't until I moved to San Francisco that I felt like it really gelled for me. Um, I think. I, it's so hard because when I'm whenever I'm doing it, I feel like <laughs> this is it. I got it. Um, and then it, and then I look back at what I did and I'm like, ah, I didn't. I didn't have it. I wasn't doing it. Uh, <laughs> I feel it's like I feel like at like 2011, 2012, the live show really started gelling for me, and I started to figure out like what what everything was in a comedy sense for what I wanted to do. Um, uh, musically. It's, I don't think, uh, I think production wise, this album sounds the best, but I think, um, I was still on, I was slowly getting to the right track with my last album. Um, like that one is probably the first time I'm like, or maybe the album before that. So like three albums, three albums ago, two or two albums ago, uh, yeah, so like 2004 musically, but for the live scene, for the live show, like 2011. So uh, I don't know if I can say like there's a specific moment where I was like, yes, this is what I want my live show to be like. But um, I, looking back at what I did, I think that's that's when I started to really kind of morph into what uh, I was. Ha- I'm, I've been happiest with. That's that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, I'm assuming it's like, oh, you're happy. That's a good thing. You're, that, that's good that you're happy. Yeah, I think it's just so hard to look back. I mean, I, I'm sure every artist does this. They look back, you know, when they at the first thing they they put out, and not maybe not every artist because there's some artists whose first album was like the best album. But for me, I look back in that first album like, oh man, there's some embarrassing stuff on there. You know, um, I'm trying to think of an of, of somebody who. I feel like. Do you like Radiohead at all? Are you into them? I, I like them. I like them. My, my my brother's a huge fan, and I'm just like, oh, they're good. They're good. Yeah. They. I feel like they reached a peak, you know, a couple albums ago of like really. Every every album kind of had a different sound to it, um, and they changed artistically. They 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 changed their sound, but or the direction. But um, I feel like they're one of the few bands that could look back on their catalog and not be too embarrassed about most of the stuff they put out. 
Um, and there's not a lot of bands like that. Usually they go, the bands will like have a pretty, you know, either really killer first album or they don't find their voice till like a couple albums in like journey. Do you know, you know, the band journey? Yes. <laughs> their first bunch of albums, there was like, in my opinion, no real hits on them. So when you hear like the greatest hits, the, that's from like later albums. Uh, imagine being journey, oh, wow. putting out all these albums and like, you know, you're, you're mildly successful, but you don't really reach your peak until like six albums in or something. Um, and that takes determination and passion. Oh, yeah. And I think I'm pretty sure the guitarist, like, or the dr- I think it's the drummer, like, hated that band <laughs> or hates that band because he's like a jazz drummer and he's a real killer jazz drummer. And uh, yeah. imagine having to stick through a band for six albums until you finally peak. You're like, oh, <laughs> like, seven God. Like, oh. That sounds horrifying. I need to cut my hair. I'm not doing any more fucking LSD. Uh, For the listeners out there, if you want, um, if you're interested at all, my father is a musician who can emulate Steve Perry's voice from Journey very well. So uh, you could check him out. His name is also Nick Stargue. um, And he uh, has some, some samples on YouTube you could check out. All right, that was a perfect plug for for a perfect talent. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> that, that's not an easy feat to pull off. It's not. Yeah, I think if man, I just wish like he had the opportunity to try out for for Journey when they were looking for a new lead singer. That'd have been so tight. Just when I swooped right in and be like, "No, hold on here, here. Can, can you go do me a favor and like go put coins in my my, my meter? <laughs> Swoop in, take a job." But it's 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 very very cool and and there and I think it's you know that that there are like these kind of um, low key artists that that you don't always have an opportunity to, to get to know and you know it's out there. I feel as if you as if you're an artist that kind of um, you're 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 doing you're doing something well and like and, and, and it's enjoyable and it might it might not be for for the the more traditional media is like like I, I don't want to it's it's very weird to, to convey you know they're, they're the same as there there there's a niche for um those are like they might be giants like it most likely they would have never ended up on like MTV in right. 2015 right and like it still has a very decent following you're still able to to pick up a lot of different fans that would be able to care carry you and have a great amount of that this was kind of kind of like an, an introduction to an artist like yourself. Yeah. That I was just like presented to me. It's in an email. I was like, "Oh, who's this? Oh my god, this is perfect." <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah, I, I, it's trying to figure out, you know, who who are, who would my fans be if I had some? Um, <laughs> like what you know, what would they be into? And um, you know, uh, that's that's always tough. Like I go to shows and I look around and I say, "Would these? You think? I wonder if these people would be into the type of music I make." And I was just at a Ween show recently. And I was thinking that I was like, would they be into it? I don't know. Maybe, hopefully. Um, and it's just, yeah. How do you g- get exposure, and how do you get people to to be even be discoverable? You know. Um, and it's tough because my, like the, my one, the, the one thing that I, that I really oh go ahead oh please go on oh no 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 it's your, it's your show go on <laughs> uh, no I was just you know, looking for, for, I'm always on the lookout for new artists and, uh, I'm always interested to see like, how did I get there? You know? And, um, how does someone else get to that same point by, and, and find me, you know? 
Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Kind of kind of like reviewing the game tape and saying like, how were they able to, to do it? How am I able to do it? Right. Right. So the, the one thing that I really want to like strongly convey is that like, I, I wouldn't put this as a novelty act. Cause like I, I keep using the word weird, but like in my head, I've been so, so far removed from, from this kind of genre that I just really honestly wouldn't know where to throw it. And that's why I wanted to showcase both songs. Right. To like solidify that. Like it's, it's very real music and it's not something to be like, Oh, like look what Babe talk showing. No, I thoroughly enjoy it. And I really think that, that it, it's something sustainable. Oh, I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, that sounds so fucking pretentious. And before I continue to throw my foot hard further down my throat, um, we're going to play Don't Dance on My, my Baby. It's, just, um, it's off the same album. Um, they Say Yes. Um, and yeah, it's, it's another listen. Tell us what you think, guys. See my baby, no, I misplaced her somewhere at the stream. Tell you dance, we don't dance on my baby. Out of all my baby, she is my baby. Hey, dude, have you seen my baby? Think I left her by the glow stick bowl. Tell you dance, we don't dance on my baby. If you dance on my baby, I got out of control. Don't dance on my baby. 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 I don't want to touch your face. I don't need to be such a bummer. But can we turn on the lights, please? Hey, dude, with a pacifier. It's the same one that my baby's got. Can you look deep into your crystal ball? Can you tell me, is she near the spot? Hey, dude, it's totally my baby. I guess I left her by the fog machine. Wanna know how I know it's my baby? Cause we both got the biggest hands you've ever seen. Don't dance on my baby. 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 Dance. Dance. All right, and another enjoyable listen. Woohoo! That was Don't Dance on My Woohoo! Don't Dance on My Baby. DJ Real. They say yes. Yeah. So what so what's gonna be the, the, the next step? I mean, like this album like that recently came out was like, you know, pretty fresh. And and yeah. you, you know, you did your release show over at Doc's Lab. Um I don't know where that is, but it's you, it's in San Francisco. Cool. Yeah. Uh yeah, next step I would say you know, making some music videos, I think is, is, I think it's really hard to poke through in just an audio format for what I do. And I think visually people will need to kind of see what's happening. Um, and to, to, it'd be easier for them to latch onto. So I think I, I really want to make a music video for the 400 pound boobs 
song. <laughs> um, oh. And it, it will it will be safe for work. Actually, it'll be it's about a giant, so there are, you won't actually see any boobs. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and, and that's the ultimate makes sense, especially with, with what was it, the one one lines like, "Oh, you killed my girlfriend." Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, oh, I, no. that one's going to be a fun one to to put together. Um, and uh, and I would like to make a music video for my other song Shakira, which is about a this like creepy stalker guy who mm. is like it's like a fan's like a love letter to Shakira, but he's you find out he's like a stalker. Um, I think that's the uh, the opening track, I believe. It's yeah, second track on there. It's it's up up top. Track. I was close. You were so close. So close. Like everything. <laughs> uh, so that would be a really fun music video too. I think get a Shakira impersonator, um, and I have I have there's a lot of like really talented uh, music video directors over here. Um, so hopefully I can just raise some funds and, and put something fun together. Absolutely, that'd be a lot of fun. And, and I believe and you already have a video out for um, push-ups right, right now, correct? I do. Yeah, it's just me in my room doing some push-ups and singing at the camera, like a like a grown man. Like a grown man. <laughs> and but it's I've fun. Had... I mean, like, and... no, I was just gonna say, I've had so many people tell me my my push up form is horrifying. Is is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> I think somebody somebody posted a comment on there. It's like, dude, your your push up form is bad. <laughs> I, I love that snow critique on the music. That on, on like you as a person, it's like your form is bad. <laughs> like, oh, all right, I'll. Work on I'll work on that, one. yeah. The sequel. <laughs> the sequel to push-ups. <laughs> I'm really happy that that um that in front of me. The album's really enjoyable, guys. Go check check it out. Um there are several different ways in which they can find it. The one that I prefer to use is Spotify because I like simple things. Um, but where else are they going to be able to find? They'll say yes. Uh, you can check it out. It's uh, available on Bandcamp. Uh, you can stream it. You can download it. Uh, you can get a physical copy. It's on iTunes, Amazon, all the all the fun places to get stuff. And uh, yeah, if you uh, if you do want to get it, I would suggest getting it on on Bandcamp because then that's like I get the most money from a, a transaction there. And you should support your artists. Support the artists. Give the man your damn money. Give me, DJ Real, give me everybody. Give it, give it the money. Stick up. <laughs> Everyone, right now. Mail him a check. Swear to God, we'll execute. Um, oh, no. What's wrong with me? Anyway, um, what about your, your web, website? What's um, the website? My, my website is djrealsmells.com. And uh, you can find all sorts of videos uh, I got an Instagram. You can go DJ Real Smells on Instagram, Twitter. I got a Twitter. You can go DJ Real Smells on Twitter. Uh, so many things to enjoy out there. By the way, one of the most interesting things I've ever seen an artist do, and maybe it's just because it's not part of the genre that I'm, I'm used to, it, the the um the MIDI samples. Ah. I, I was like, all right, let me go look into to the artist, and I see music. I was like, all right, let me pull a sample. And I downloaded. It, and it pulls up GarageBand. And I was like, what is this witchcraft? Like, <laughs> but I mean, it's I, I think that's pretty damn cool. It's it's kind of kind of like bonus features in a little bit, if you know what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. Yeah, uh, I encourage more people to do that. 
Yeah, I mean, like it's it's small things like like like, like this that, that make a lot of different artists stand out and they're enjoyable. I mean, to, from talking from the podcast, you're a real personable person. Check out the dude if you're over in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, when's your next show? Uh, my next show uh, is November. 4th. Oh, uh, October 25th at the Punchline, San Francisco Punchline, uh, doing a Halloween show. And October 26th at Cobb's Comedy Club, I will be hosting a, a Halloween showcase there. All right, there we go. Halloween show showcase, other shows that are going to be going on throughout the month. Nick, it's been so enjoyable getting to know you, picking your brain about your musical endeavors, and also just having a casual conversation about comedy because, you know, it's still a comedy podcast. But it's been very real talking with you, DJ. Thanks for having me. It's been really fun. Thank you. Hella, hella, hella. So, <laughs> everybody, um, we'll be having another episode being taped tomorrow. Hopefully, I won't say today, so I won't have to look like a jackass when I upload this, like, what, a few days from now? Which I won't. Things are going to happen. People are going to come on the show. We're going to have a wonderful time. Um, keep a look at on BabeTalk.tv. Keep a look on DJ Real. Keep a look on your animals or your children if you have them. But most importantly, keep an eye on yourself because you're all that you have. Enjoy the rest of your night, and I hope you all stay well. Peace.